0: I've had the distinct pleasure the last few weeks of working with uh, three young men who are uh, just incredible. They're going to do something they've never done before, which is share a message with you. Uh, so it's exceptional. It's something that um, just totally floors me, their, their faith and their desire to serve the Lord and to share a serious word from God for us. Uh, so the youth group met and decided that they wanted to speak on this idea of worship. What does worship mean? I'd like to invite my boys, Derek, Jonah, and Luke up here, and just uh, have you sit up here in the front row. I want to pray for you guys. They're going to each be sharing a different aspect of worship. Where's my boys? Joan and Derek, come on forward. There he is. Derek went to get coffee. That's a good idea. I didn't tell him I was going to pray for them before they spoke here. So, I mean, uh, getting coffee is good before you preach. I do that too. But too much coffee, and then the preaching gets weird. It really does, yeah. Yeah, I get a good, good mixture of the Holy Spirit and coffee, I find, and it's a gift of God. So I wanted to pray for you guys as a whole as you're going to share the word. This is, like any other sermon, we are open to receiving what God has for us, uh, even through these, these guys here who have, um, are doing something they don't normally do. Let's pray for them. Heavenly Father, I pray your blessing upon Jonah, upon Derek, and upon Luke as they share what you've put on their hearts and developed with them as we've sat and talked and they've sat at home praying and seeking your face, I pray that you would teach us something, that you would grow us as people, and that you would let the anointing to preach be upon these guys, that you have clarity of thought and uh, clarity of heart, that you'd help them to feel uh, the peace of God as they they do this and also the joy that you have in what they're choosing to do today. Uh, Bless them, God, in Jesus' name, amen. So you guys, Luke and Derek, can have a seat. And Jonah, you're the man. Here you go, buddy.
1: Testing, one, two, one, two. Okay. So uh, my name is Jonah Davidson. You've probably seen me around school. I mean, church. Um, uh, I'd like to say that Pastor Nathan has done a great job teaching and uh, preaching to us. So give him a good round. So uh, today we're going to be um, talking about worship, and uh, I'm going to read you a Bible verse, and I'm going to come around and see uh, who wants to give their definition of worship. So uh, everybody, um, turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 16:23, and the ushers will give you a Bible if um, needed. Everybody, good. Okay, so um, 1 Corinthians 23 through 31. Sing to the Lord, all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Okay, so um, raise your hand, and I will come to you, say your name, and uh, give any thoughts about worship, maybe a definition. Okay? So uh, what's your name? My name is Sam, and I think the definition of worship is, is to serve God with all your heart, all your strength, and all your soul. Very good definition. Thank you. Anybody else? Lars, you want to go? Okay. So, state your name, please.
2: Well, you just said it.
1: <laughs> okay. So, what is your definition of worship or any comments on it?
2: I think it's a time where it's just you and God, where you get to talk to Him and get to know him more.
1: Thank you. Okay, how about we do one more? So, uh, what's your name? I'm Laurel, and I think that worshiping the Lord is giving praise to the Lord and being good and not sinning. Thank you, thank you. So, um, well, what I think of worship is um, that uh, uh, you praise an idol or a God that you believe in and um, uh, that you put faith in that um, he created you and um, that he uh, helps you through uh, through your troubles so um, but we all know that the one true God is God up there Father um, so like you to give a big round of applause for God he's up there he made us so um, I'm gonna turn to another page and it is revelations 4 8 through 11 okay so it says each of the four living creatures had six wings and has was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We've all heard that in a song, right? Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor and thanks to him who, who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the the twenty-four elders fall down before him, who sits on the throne and worships him who lives forever and ever. Oh, wait, did I just say that? Um, they they lay their crowns before the throne and say, "You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they have create. They were created and have. Be- there being. Um, does anybody have any more comments? Because that was pretty much my closer. So.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Holy, well, this is serious business. I told you. I told you. Thank you so much uh, for bringing your unique personality, gifting, temperament, sense of humor, and love for God to the front for us, Jonah. Um, really awesome. I'd like to invite um, someone that I just about look up to, because he's getting tall, uh, Mr. Derek Lapp. Come on up, buddy. Let's see. Yeah, I look up to him.
3: So worship. We are told to worship. Now, full disclosure, I have trouble with this in my everyday life, too, so no pressure. Uh, Hebrews 12:28 says, therefore since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken let us be thankful and so worship god acceptably with reverence and awe for our god is a consuming fire so God calls us to worship and he deserves it because he created us and he even gave us the freedom not to worship uh, and it's spiritually physically and mentally healthy to worship on a regular basis Romans 12.1 says, I therefore urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer our bodies as living sacrifices so that are holy and pleasing to God, for this is the reasonable way for you to worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but, be con- but continuously be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may be able to determine what God's will is, what is proper, pleasing, and perfect. So I hope to inspire you and myself to worship more. So there are two uh, common misconceptions I'm going to focus on. And one is that worship is only singing at church, at the building, once a week. And that's false. You can worship uh, not only by singing but by praying and doing things day in and day out uh, that people see and people don't see. And it can be at your home, at your workplace, while you're driving and resting and just doing anything, and it could be every day, and really it should be every day, you should try to worship God through everything you do. Another misconception is that worship is just not significant and that people, like, they think it's not important. I want to do big things for God. I want to go lead people and go convert people and bring revival to cities and places. But it's, it might seem insignificant, but it's very important. It is a small thing, but it's important to God. Matthew 25, says, His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Luke 16:10 says, One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. One who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. There is a study going into the domino effect that states that a domino can knock over another domino 1.5 times its size, which means a 2-inch domino can knock over a 3-inch domino, which can knock over a four and inch domino, and a 10-inch domino can knock over a 15-inch domino. So if you start with a 2-inch domino and you flick it, it will fall over into bigger dominoes, and by the 18th domino, it can knock over the Leaning Tower of Pisa. By the 23rd, it can knock over the Eiffel Tower, and by the 29th, it can knock over the Empire State Building. So it's really the small things that do count. When you're worshiping in your everyday life specifically, you will have your, you're getting yourself uh, straight with God, right with God, and he, you can let him take away and do great things. So I challenge you to worship more, at least once every day in your life, once every day of the week, replacing something you worship yourself with, with worshiping him. Uh, two to invite people to worship more with you, and three to inspire people to come and worship with you also. And again, Hebrews twelve twenty eight. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for God is a consuming fire. Thank you.
0: That was awesome. Told you, you guys, I hope you're hearing from God here. This is good stuff God's put on their hearts, and thank you, Derek, very much. I'd like to invite Luke up to to, uh, preach on something that uh, I'm actually thinking of doing a series on someday. It's a really interesting topic, and uh, it's all you, man. All right. Hello,
2: everybody. All right. So um, when I was jumping over that stick thing, I thought to myself, Mommy, wow, I'm a big kid now. Speaking of which, um, all of you are pretty much big kids, right? You have your jobs and whatnot, so I'm going to talk about a little how you can um, spread the word of Jesus and reflect Jesus in your jobs and your occupation. So um, if you just work in an office, like your daily interactions with others can reflect um, Jesus in you. You know, if you say a kind word with somebody or just have a conversation, Um, and then first responders, like, and I know we got a lot of Navy guys out there. Um, your little job is to, um, defend those who otherwise can't defend themselves and to uh, help those who have already suffered, showing the love of Jesus that you pass on through your occupation. And now comes my actual sermon, right? So, um, Pastor Nate emailed me a list of, um, some of the apostles and other people in the Bible and their occupations. So I picked three. Um, first one is Saul of Tarsus or the Apostle Paul. He was born a Roman Jew, um, yeah, a Roman Jew, <laughs> which is um, an honor to him at the time. And he was um, taught philosophy, ethics, and law. So he went into the trade of tent making, which, I if you have training in philosophy and law, like, why would you go into tent making, but whatever. Um, and there he met, uh, he made connections with Priscilla and Ikea. Um, no, I said it wrong again. Um, when we were meeting with Pastor Nate on Thursday, it's Aquila, not Ikea. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> But those connections would help him later on his uh, three missions trip. So he he learned the gospel and spread it through his three missions trips, which is kind of redundant. But um, during the third, he stopped in um, Corinth and Ephesus. And um, during his time there, he continued to make tents while still organizing local church bodies and ministries in the area. So, basically, what you can take out of the Apostle Paul's account is that both in and out of um, your occupation, you can help spread um, the word and the truth of Jesus in everything you do. All right. Next person, Luke. <laughs> um, he was trained as a physician, but he was also um, a literature scholar. Um, and he used his medical and scientific knowledge to disprove false gods such as Escipios. I think I said it right. Um, uh, so he showed his patience in the witnesses of the miracles he was performing, the true power and the truth of Jesus' word. All right, now here comes a funny name, Tertius, I like to say it with like an Irish accent. Uh, so he was a Roman scribe, and he wrote the book of Romans for Paul, because Paul was going blind, page flip, and, um, he used his talents and and skills he acquired through his profession to, like, literally spread the word of Jesus in physical copies of the book of Romans. This shows how you can use your professional skills and talents that you may otherwise have to help worship Jesus. Now comes the wrap-up. You can worship Jesus in anything you do, both in and out of your daily job, whether it's just having daily conversations about Jesus with um, other coworkers or just having Jesus reflect in you in everything you do. Um, You can reflect Christ in your occupation daily. Thank you,
0: everybody. Thank you very much, Luke. I don't know if this is common to have um, such, such amazing young people with such insight, uh, but we're blessed. I thank, thank God for it.